This episode of The Fool Nerd is sponsored by Asus. On December 3rd, the company will be hosting PC DIY Day, a celebration of all things PC building and modding. The festivities kick off at 11 a.m. Pacific at Asus's U.S. headquarters in Fremont, California, with guest appearances by GGF Events, Hippotech, and even PC World's own Adam Patrick Murray. Click on the link in the description to pick up tickets for this event or tune into the live stream. In this episode of The Full Nerd, we talk about AMD retiring legends, APU leaks, and Elena's $500 Cyber Monday PC. Nice and smooth. Welcome to episode 281 of the Full Nerd, PC World's premier podcast about PC hardware. I am your fill-in host for this episode, Adam Patrick Murray. On the line, I have two of my coworkers. First up, we have Elena Yee. Hello, Elena. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. And uh, welcoming back to the show is uh, Mike Kreider, or uh, MC. MC is what, is what I'm going to start calling you. DJ MC. Yeah. Howdy, howdy. DJ MC. Good to have you back, Mike. Uh, and <laughs> the verticals and horizontals is a, a very Vegas-fied uh, uh, Willis lie. This is the, the Vegas pony right here. <laughs> you, you're riding the Vegas <laughs> pony riding all the, the way Vegas home. the Vegas pony, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, Internet. I'm a, little, I'm a little little groggy. Still have food coma. Not, not hangover, but food coma, definitely. I mean, it's, it's a hangover. It's just a different kind of hangover. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, maybe your pocket is a lot lighter uh, coming back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because it's so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I know he doesn't like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh let's let's start off we we got some we got some fun news episodes the last couple episodes have been uh we've had guests on so we've kind of missed a, a little bit of the the stuff going on in the news so we wanted to kind of revisit the first up let's talk about amd uh taking the pre-rdna gpus and just just slowly pushing them off into the sunset just be like oh you know what you had a you had a good life just you know let's just keep going uh mike you you wrote a an article uh, quickly kind of summarizing this stuff. So uh, tell, tell us the TLDR. What's going on here? I mean, there isn't too much to say. Uh, it's some of the older cards of the RX 400 and RX 500 series on the consumer side, and they're just reaching the end of their real practical utility when it comes to those very big, heavy updates. Uh, they're still going to get you know core operating updates and security updates if they should need them. Uh, but other than that, they won't be... You know, updated in the the important and very frequent AMD adrenaline uh, bumps that we see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I uh, I had a link to the Anantech article, uh, and that that's what you had linked out to, uh, which uh, I think I think it was Ryan Smith over here. Let me double check. Uh, he did, yes, Ryan Smith. Uh, to get a quote from AMD, uh, I just want to read it re- real quick here to to set the the tone. Um, Quote, the AMD Polaris and Vega graphics architecture are mature, stable, and performant, and don't benefit as much from regular software tuning. Going forward, AMD is providing critical updates for Polaris and Vega-based products via a separate d- driver package, including important security and functional functionality updates as available. The, com- the committed support is greater than for products AMD categorizes as legacy, and gamers can still enjoy their favorite games on Polaris and Vega-based products now 
one of the things that Ryan gets into the the article is that there, there's a difference for AMD at least between legacy and things that are just not getting as frequently updated. So uh, you know, h- however you want to categorize this, the idea is that hey, you know what? It's stable, it's mature. There's not much more that we can do going forward. So uh, it will continue to get driver updates for uh, you know some unforeseeable future as of right now but it's mostly around critical fixes and, and things like that um i think the the the, the first one that kind of comes to my mind is that that's the uh, rx 580 i i mean we we talked about the rx 580 for a long time uh, as being like oh man uh, i mean what what was the cheapest it was like like a hundred dollars right you could get an rx 580 for like a hundred dollars or 120 or something that was the, that was the 570 oh uh, okay that you could get almost that low. But it was like, for me, like I always look back and, and maybe Elena, uh, uh, I'm mis- misremembering this, but I, I always think of like the RX 580 being the last great, you know, uh, close to $100 GPU <laughs> that you could get. Uh, it was a $200 card. Oh, okay. Right? Like, we really haven't seen a card like that at that price for a while. So I think it came out either at, I think it came out at like a 200 250 so uh, the amount of performance you got for that price was really good at the time. Mm. And then we had the pandemic uh, being the pandemic and nobody could get cards. And so even though by that time, because this card came out like in 2016. So this card's seven years old now, 580s at least, I think. Yeah. And um, so I think around the, around the pandemic, people were kind of expecting it to just quietly go off to a well-deserved retirement and it actually kind of came back because nobody could afford the more modern cards. And so that's what people ended up either sticking with or buying used or even I think there was some stock left so that people were buying it new. And uh, yeah, and even now to this day, so to be clear, um, this is not the scene at the end of Lord of the Rings where they're about to where they're getting into the boats riding off. Spoilers. They're like dis- they're like discussing. Sorry, it's the like everyone knows the story now. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm not really sorry. But anyway, um, they're discussing. They're discussing the idea of getting into the boats. They haven't reached it yet. So, I mean. If we get eight years, nine years out of these cards, like that's that's pretty fantastic. It's had quite a run. And I, I want to note, I want to put on the record here, mm-hmm. I nominated this card, the 480 slash 580, for the Hall of Fame. Okay, I was trying to well go... Well before this. I was trying to go back and look <laughs> and I was I like, knew. crap, did we actually put this in the Hall of Fame or not? Uh... We did not put it in the uh, Hall okay. of Fame. Everybody shot me down because I said it was too soon. And so on the <laughs> one hand, I am so proud of this. I'm so proud of this. <laughs> This pick of mine that it's lasted this long, but also according to these rules, I still can't put it forth again until it's properly uh, I mean, given, it, given it send know, off. Uh, you know, I I, I think I mean, come on, we we were we were trying to gun for the the 1080 Ti. We got so you know we keep getting so close, <laughs> but yeah, the argument is like, oh, it's still relevant, you know. But I would say in some ways it's 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 less relevant. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean the 480 is I I feel uh, here we go. Dion Space calls it a legendary card. I definitely think it's it's one of those and deserves to be in the hall of fame i do want to do a quick little note we 
didn't have a Hall of Fame this year uh, for for reasons. Obviously, I, it's important to have Gordon there. So, you know, with him on medical leave, uh, didn't feel right to, to have an all Hall of Fame episode. But hopefully, you know, next year we can we can get back to it because, uh, yeah, things like the 480 need to need to get in there. Uh, looking over the actual parts, too, you know, the, obviously there's things like the Vega 64, which, you know, had its own stuff. Uh, the Radeon 7, which uh, we have on our our setback here. You can't see it right now. Um beautiful card i i still look at that and be like man i just love the the look of the radeon 7 but uh i I was reminded i was like oh crap this also this also means uh ryzen 5000g apus which we'll talk about apus a little bit in the the next segment but like i think i mean the 580 is definitely still relevant yeah i I feel like those other cards like the vega 64 and radeon 7 were were a little less i'm sure there's not that many out people people using those cards out there anymore but for APUs, I'm like, oh wow! I, I feel like there's a lot of people who got in on that APU action. Like, do you do you think that's kind of like when when you look at the all the market of these cards that are getting kind of you know slowly pushed off into the sunset? That APUs are the ones that that sold the most. Uh, do you mean like we think that APU integrated graphics are getting so good that we don't really need cards down at this? No, down at the no. I mean like points, out of or? out of all the out of all these cards, like so you have five eighty, you know, Vega sixty four, Radeon seven APUs, uh, and these Ryzen five thousand APUs. Well, I guess it, it it's not only the Ryzen five thousand, but all the Ryzen APUs. I'll just call it that. Uh, of of this category, the APUs are probably the ones that sold the most. Like just just mass market. Uh I don't have that data yeah. in front of me, unfortunately. So I don't know because, like, are we talking about DIY segment versus mainstream versus all of it? Because I feel like those are very different conversations to be having, right? True. Well, I mean, I guess the the point I'm really trying to make is like the APUs like continue to be relevant for now. <laughs> uh and for now yeah yeah well you know what we got the next segment uh that if you got in on a ryzen 5000g part uh do, do you think people should be worried who are are using those cards or the the 580 to be like oh crap you know what i it, it's going to be meaningless i just throw it away now no because an apu the benefit of having an apu is that if you don't have a discrete graphics card you can just slap one in at any time if you really want to at that point you just you just have a cpu with really good integrated graphics on the side right that's what well, we for, that's what we for desktops promoted anyway. oh sorry go ahead for desktops anyway i imagine a huge part of these apu sales are also laptops or uh or uh like mini pcs that kind of stuff too yeah i mean in that case I feel like if you're buying a mini PC, you're not really buying it for gaming so much. So the integrated graphics mm-hmm. part is not going to be as relevant in terms of gaming. Um, I think for laptops, kind of a similar story. That's just my my opinion, obviously. And then where to me, where it's relevant, this question is desktop. And then for the desktop, like we've promoted on the show before, uh, especially in my spoiler alert, earlier Black Friday builds, not this year's, but earlier ones. Um, I mean, that APU, like you're building, as Brad likes to call it, you know, a Fortnite PC for, you know, somebody who doesn't need a lot of firepower, but it'll get the job done and doesn't cost that much. Well, down the road, if they want to play something that's more graphically intense, then assuming that you have a free slot, then you just put in a, maybe one of these RX 580s that it's a steep <laughs> discount. There you go. 
do you think do you think what do you think history will look back on uh these these vega and polaris cards like how do you think we're going to view them do you think we're going to still view them as as rose-colored saviors as as we did kind of once signaling oh you know a nice low-end option and also kind of a good option during the pandemic or do you think as time goes on it's like "Eh, okay well you know we used it as as we needed it but it, it wasn't that great I really wish Brad were here. I feel like that <laughs> would be a more informed opinion. Um, from my perspective, I think that if the future continues on in this vein, where we're really getting cards in the over 500 range, where like that's where most of the innovation is happening, right? Then I think, yeah, it's going to seem very, ro- like we're going to really look back and think of it with like a kind of rosy nostalgia. But I think if we eventually get back to having something like the RX 580 holding that position once again in the 200, maybe with inflation, 300 range, then I I think it won't be as romanticized, but I think it'll still have a really strong place in history just because it it held that position for so long. It kind of got people Mm -hmm. through for so long. Mm -hmm. I I don't see a timeline where it suddenly becomes the villain or something (laughs) to ignore, but that's just me. You never know, it's the internet. Uh. Uh, Yeah. You know, uh, Mike, what, what do you think? How, how are you going to look back on Vega and Polaris? Well, if the idea was to stay competitive in that, you know, 200 to $300 range, as long as it did, it was very impressive. But unfortunately, we are far beyond that now. I mean, after the pandemic, it is dang hard to get a discrete graphics card for under $300 that will do everything that it did back then at that level of, of performance that we were looking for. But... I would say that all is not lost. The sad thing is that AMD doesn't really seem to want to compete there, and Intel does. I'd say if anybody is looking for, like, hoping to get that kind of incredible power to to price ratio, that real can't-ignore-it kind of value, then I would look for Intel right now has some, not quite at that high performance, but I'm really excited to see what they do with their second generation of art cards, especially when it comes to value. Or... You could look at Ryzen 8000G APUs. Wait. Uh, no. Wait, what? before we transition. Oh, okay. Stop. Hold the... <laughs> er, pump the brakes. Back it up. Yeah, back beep, it up. Beep. beep. Yes, sorry. <laughs> uh, I did want to put... Uh, I did want to add like a little fo- asterisk to my comment, which is Please. the one thing that you could see as a negative in this is, uh, and I think in fairness to mention it, is that this is also a signal of how... Uh, disinterested companies are, as Mike was pointing out, in mm-hmm. kind of pushing this area. And that's kind of disappointing for us sitting on the sidelines and also buying, <clears throat> excuse me, parts because this is, you could make a similar argument for when Intel was dominating desktop consumer CPUs, right? Where it's like, it's four cores, eight threads again. It's four cores, eight threads again. Like it's not really pushing. And then suddenly AMD walks in, they're like, boom, here's like a crap ton more cores. What you going to do about that? And suddenly we just have this like arms race that started, right? We don't see that because no one's paying attention in that space. So that that is, I would say, the one negative to this, right? Mm. So on the one hand, great, it had this longevity, but on the other hand, it does signal like, okay, like there's some stagnation going on there. There's a lack of attention. And this is, mild spoiler alert, Today I'm just all about the spoilers. This is something that uh, I would like to bring up in one of the happened at the end of uh, Oppenheimer. Uh, just kidding, no, I'm just kidding, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now do Oppenheimer? No. Now the Barbie movie? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, well, I, so 
is it that they're not interested or do you think they actually can't or or maybe that or maybe they just don't want to play down to the low end because there's just no margins and it's like eh, you know what like we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna sell these at cost so you know we just don't even want to play down to the low end anymore um, so i'm sure they're interested i mean that is a huge market right but it's also not the most lucrative market I think the answer is kind of yes to all of those things, right? Because, I mean, we're talking about a business. We're talking about professionals. And so um, at the end of the day, you have to make your numbers. And so what you're interested in is going to be dictated by that, right, Mm. from that perspective. I'm not necessarily talking, like, from my perspective, interest is not necessarily, like, personal interest. You know, I'm sure, I'm, I'm absolutely sure there are people on the teams there who would love to pay attention to that segment. But... I mean, we all work for companies, and we there's priorities, right? That you speak for have yourself, to pay Elena. To. Just kidding. No, we're all. Yeah. You're like, I don't care about anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have anyone to report to. I can make whatever videos I want. <laughs> but um, as a uh, as friend of the show, Davina uh, says in the chat here, integrated graphics will improve to a point where the low end GPU makes no sense. Which means maybe the rate Ryzen eight thousand G can uh, can fill in that. So, I mean, we've we've talked about this before. Uh, you know, of a- APUs kind of coming in and and being that that new hundred dollar to two hundred dollar option for for low end stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, there's been some recent leaks. Uh, earlier in November, there there was leaks about. The 8000G series. Uh, we actually have some newer leaks. Uh, I'm, I have a link to the WCCF Tech article. Uh, they they kind of take uh, who is it? Hassan uh, kind of took information from a Persian tech and PC outlet. I'm gonna really butcher this name. Let, let me try this. Uh, Soktaf Zarmog uh, has uh, not only the specifications of the 8000G Phoenix APU family, uh, but also some benchmarks. Uh, so. First off, uh, we don't have a slide for it, but there's kind of a big breakdown of, of supposedly all of the parts that uh, are in this. And it's, you know, uh, actually, I guess the, the lowest, quote unquote, lowest end part is uh, is eight cores. Is that? Uh, oh, no, no. Four cores, eight threads. It's listed backwards. So we got we got four cores, eight threads. We got some six core, 12 threads. Um, so, you know, or ooh, oh, and actually some eight core, 16 thread parts. Uh, you know, the, these are right Ryzen eight thousand parts. We we know the awesomeness of uh of the new Ryzen parts, but more importantly, uh, there are some leaks of performance. Uh, if you want to show the the actual benchmark slide first, um, this is a uh, this is a slide showing uh, Ryzen seven five thousand G versus Ryzen seven eight thousand G in these supposed benchmarks unfortunately uh, it's not actually showing us real performance it's just uh relative performance uh so if you take the ryzen 5000g put that at 100 percent, and say oh, okay how how much faster percentage wise is the 8000g and you know uh what we got we got Geekbench is you know what a 40 something percent faster um what, what else we got on here a to 64 is 100 percent faster uh da vinci uh over 100 percent faster okay cool uh blender like uh, approaching 250 percent faster so uh yeah anyway I, the, yeah i mean i think that that comes with just more cores too so yeah so um i actually before the show started and i want to mm-hmm. preface this by saying like this is a very rough approximation right obviously different 
different settings, possibly different drivers. But yeah, for if people want more real world idea, what we're talking about here. So according to this slide, let me just get this back up real quick. Um, uh, where is this? The game performance. Okay, here we go. But yeah. So, so now, now let's switch over to the game slide. Yeah. So according to the game slide, if like you take something like Shadow the Tomb Raider uh, DX12 mm-hmm. setting, um, right? It's saying like you get what almost double the performance, right? A little over hundred percent more. Yeah. Yeah, like about double the performance, roughly. So, not knowing what these settings are at all, um, I was looking at Tom's Hardware's review of the fifty seven hundred G, and so for Shadow of the Tomb Raider, ten eighty P DX twelve lowest settings. Uh-huh. Uh, the 5700G was getting, on average, uh, about 37.6 frames per second. Okay. So that's at 1080p. So this is why I, I, I still think of the Ryzen 5000 series, or Ryzen 5000G series, as more of like 720p gaming type uh, graphics. Mm-hmm. So this is suggesting that maybe we're actually seeing like truly playable 1080p performance out, out, of, this, out of these 8000G parts. But we'll have to wait until we get more discrete benchmarks for that. But to me, that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, obviously, very a caveat. These are these are leaks. Uh, we do not have parts. Uh, we do, you know, we're, we don't know actual test results. Uh, but I mean, at least the indication is that you're looking at maybe two times the performance of uh, the Ryzen 5000 G stuff, which I mean, yeah, w- was no slouch. I mean, I think a lot of people would, you know, snub their 720p or, or 1080p low. Oh, it's not for me. I, I totally get it. But at the same time, I mean, that that's, that's not bad, especially if you're looking at a budget. Um, so it's not bad at all, especially like it's, it's exactly if you're on a budget, if you're playing like esports games that don't require a lot of, you know, uh, graphical uh, firepower from your hardware. Also a really nice option, right? I, I do think to me this proves though that like I think a lot of people think that um, APU integrated graphics are going to replace low end. And I think that might be true for like say like your $75 discrete GPU um, where, you know, before in the old days you'd get like a budget CPU, you get a really budget graphics card. That was my first build. Like mm-hmm. I got like a $60 graphics card because basically I was like, I just need an output to a monitor. Yep. Like I wasn't looking to play games on it. I just need a signal, right? So this, this is a, this is kind of in that range where it's like maybe you're buying like a $70, $100 graphics card. You're not trying to do a lot with it, but you know, maybe it's just a little bit more that you want from, from it than, uh, just only putting it that signal to a monitor. But I don't think, at least for now, like I would hope to see this someday, but I don't think for for a while we're going to really see something that's going to replace like a solid $150 card, $200 card. Mm. Like I think those are always, if you cut down like one of the bigger cards, like that's always going to be better than what's going to be on an integrated package. Hmm. Well, the the other question I have, and there there are no leaks to indicate here, or at least in, in what I'm seeing in this article, <clears throat> but... Obviously, I moving to AM5, Ryzen 8000. I mean, we're talking about a switch to DDR5, obviously, the, the newer chipsets, things like that. So uh, since the launch of Ryzen 7000, there has been uh, good bundle deals. Prices have gone down on DDR5. 
but I still think we're probably at a price premium over where we were with 5000 Ryzen 5000. What what do you what do you think? Do you do you think the the floor for getting in on an APU is going to be higher? So I mean, it's really possible. I I mean, the price is all kind of floated up. We've seen the prices kind of been gradually floating up over generation over generation. Um I think this last one, we didn't see as much budging, but like, you know, like I think maybe one or two chips might get like a tiny increase. A couple like didn't at all, but it hasn't been just holding steady at like a set level. And then everyone keeps talking about inflation. I I know that people have said that inflation has been getting better, but I don't think that lowered the floor, right? Like the floor came up on everything. I I don't think we're really seeing the floor drop. Like I don't think we're seeing the floor rise as quickly as it mm-hmm. has been, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that if we're going to see an effect where the floor is actually going to start dropping back down itself. And because of that, I'm not particularly hopeful that these are going to come in and replace Ryzen 5000 series uh, in, APUs mm-hmm. at similar price points. I would love to see it, but I also just paid double for a new set of tires than I did last time. <laughs> so I, I'm that's very big in my, yeah. my thoughts right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess we'll see <laughs> on the pricing. Once again, we, we, do, we don't know. This isn't official, uh, so we'll kind of see there. But say say this does come out at price parity or or maybe to get in on a whole platform doesn't cost too much i mean who who right now who who would apu buyers be mike i'll, I'll toss it to you first who, who do you think this kind of targets because i think it was you who mentioned like it's not just about gaming it's also you know like a lot of productivity people who just need a display out i would say assuming that this came out tomorrow and we saw you know relatively the same prices with with adjusted adjusted for inflation it's looking at the same people as it was in the 5000 series it's looking hey here's a good computer if it does everything you absolutely need your computer to do it handles documents it can surf the web it can watch videos when your kids come over um and also it can play some games asterisk uh so it can it can load up fortnite Gosh, the way they've done Fortnite in the last year, it can probably do it at 20 frames per second. Um, <laughs> but it can it can play Minecraft. It can play you know the card game that you want to play with your friends. It can load up that uh, that D and D environment that's online that you want to check out. And at the end of the day, yes, it could technically play the latest Call of Duty, whatever. It's not going to be an ideal situation, but you can try it if you want. It's it's a place to start. And as Elena was saying. If you get that in a desktop environment, you can always throw in a card, and it's going to cost a lot more than it did in 2017, but you have that option if you want to. Um, I, know, I, I might keep – people keep getting upset at me for drawing to this, but if you're in that space where you just need a computer but you want games, I still think consoles are kind of the way to go. If you can buy a console at the same price of a new card and you just want that experience, you don't, you're not counting frames and you're not – insisting on 4k resolution yeah that's that's still the way most people are looking speak for yourself mc uh i do <laughs> uh elena who who do you who do you think uh these ryzen 8000 g apus if they play out the way that that these are, are talked about who do you think they're for i think that it's kind of a it's kind of a uh, squirrely answer i know but i would say that my opinion depends on what price they come out mm-hmm. at mm-hmm Right. So, I mean, they sound great on paper, like very exciting to see, you know, gaming performance jump by, you know, jump uh, enough that uh, you're getting double 
the performance supposedly, right? But if that also comes with a, I don't know, 30% price increase, then it makes you wonder at that point, like, well, is it worth it? You know, like, and then is it worth it relative to how much discrete graphics cards are at the time? And, you know, uh, uh, CPUs with just uh, more standard integrated graphics, right? So, I mean, I guess it's kind of a cop-out answer, but for me, it is, I do feel like if if it's like the worst case scenario and everything is just inflating in price, then I think these these kind of stay as sort of a almost more niche kind of purchase, right? Like uh, certain use cases where you don't really need a discrete graphics card, but you could use a little bit more than what you get from more standard integrated graphics. And the price is like not super great, but it's still cheaper than everything else because your options are graphics cards that are two generations old or it's going to cost you $800 so then you bite the bullet, right? But if we're in a timeline where these are priced more comparably to what we're seeing now, the motherboard prices aren't bad, uh, then I could see myself recommending this more often to people who are just getting into PC gaming. They don't want to spend a lot on it. They kind of want to see what it's like. The games they play aren't that graphically punishing. You know, they don't mind something that maybe is like not even higher tier console level gaming worthy. Like you're talking more like an Xbox Series S type experience, you know, uh, which in theory actually does 1440p. So that's a whole other, like Mike was saying, as much as hate that people put on consoles, if you really just want to play games at certain resolutions, they get that job done. Yeah. They really do. <clears throat> I, I do think one other glory that we saw in AM4 and, and hopefully we'll continue to see in AM5 is the idea is that you know, maybe you can get in on the AM5 platform, you know, later be able to upgrade the CPU, throw in a discrete GPU, you know, uh, so yeah. that the, at least there's upgrade options where there wouldn't be in, in a console, things like that. Um, we do have a $10 super chat from front of the show, VC Jester, renamed to Jester the Pester. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, works. Uh, $10, thank you so much. Uh, said, uh, I think people most interested in integrated graphics are the workers who don't get to pick their office computer. They want to know what games they can play during break. Good good point, good point. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about this, like, yeah, th- this could be a work situation. Maybe it's a, oh, hey, this is just a computer that you ended up getting uh, because of work. And you're like, oh, you know what, actually, you know what, I can play a little bit of gaming on the side. Okay, cool. Uh, it's a little bonus, a little bonus. Solitaire. Let me, let, let me give you a, a theoretical here, oh, just because it's fresh in my mind. Please. We were looking at a lot of the Black Friday deals, and there's one model that always seems to show up almost all year round, and it's the, uh, I think it's the... Acer Nitro 5 mm. is a 15-inch gaming laptop. You can almost always find one at around $700 to $800 mm-hmm. on Amazon. It's, it's, it's frequently their best-selling laptop. Um, and usually you get like a mid-range i5 or i7. And then you get, this year I think they were doing RTX 3050s and 3070s at around the $700 to $800 level. Mm. Now let's say you could go with a theoretical Ryzen 7 uh, 8000G and you could approach that level of performance at something, gosh, if I was having to guess, I'd say that laptop would probably cost you 1000 to $1,200 um, with, a, with a brand new mid-range to high-end uh, APU. Which one do you go for? Do you go for the big, chunky gaming laptop that can get this done, or do you go for the sleek laptop 
that won't tear out your shoulder at the end of the day carrying it all over campus. I mean, I think it's also a different market too. Like I, I definitely see laptop buyers different than people who want to build or get into a desktop or maybe have a desktop for work. I think the the other thing too that it, it keeps in my mind and it's not one to one, but also handhelds. Uh, you know, like obviously there's great APU performance on handhelds. This is kind of you know catching up to the uh, to that on the desktop, which is why I'm like, oh yeah, if it can do 720p, that that's awesome. I I do that all the time on the Steam Deck. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's just a a different a different audience too at that point. Like people who are are like like the idea of upgrading and having a, a separate you know build process and a chip that they can throw in versus a laptop. Know, Elena, what do you think? Did would you recommend if somebody came to you and was like, oh, you know what, I only got X amount of money to to build something, would you ever recommend to them, oh, hey, you know what, you should just get a laptop instead? Um, so I feel like the maybe the question here has like a couple different bands to it, right? Mm-hmm. So the leaks are about the 8000G series specifically are about desktop chips. Yeah, so that's, these that's are one thing, yeah. right? So you're not going to see these, at least based on these rumors, you're not, yeah. we're not going to be seeing them in laptops based on this particular information. So that's one thing. So I'm, then I mean, it is, it is a mobile part though. So it's, yeah, it's just kind of catching up. Uh, Cause I think they say, what is it? It's supposed to be Radeon 740M, uh, 760M and 780M. Uh, um, Sorry, maybe I'm looking at a different de- article than you are. So like the one I'm looking at is like focus on the desktop part. Oh no, no. Um, uh, yeah. The, these APUs are those M parts. Uh, according to these leaks, hmm. so it, it's essentially just catching up, or you know, like to the desktop what's already been available in laptop kind of stuff. But I, I think you know, I, I think I think it's also like just a matter of of who who it's for. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, well, this is kind of why it's the reason I brought this up because for me, this sorting out this question is mm-hmm. uh, kind of predicated on that. Mm-hmm. So um, let me actually look at the article you're looking at because I'm looking at. Uh, Sorry, I was looking at WCCF Tech. At the bottom, it yeah. has a the English translation of the <laughs> of the earlier slide. Um, yeah, no. One one other point, real quick. I, I there. Speaking of factors that you're buying into, like the, there was talk on uh, camera which podcast I was listening to. They're like, oh, you know, would you rather get the Steam Deck, the uh, OLED Steam Deck, or you know, maybe you should just pay a little bit more and get a gaming laptop that you could, you know, get more performance out of them. Like, I mean, yeah, theoretically, but like, that's a completely different form factor. Like I can't, mm-hmm. as, as you know, sure. Maybe if I spend a hundred dollars more, I can get twice the performance on a gaming laptop that I can on a, a steam deck, but also I'm not, I'm not holding a laptop the same way I'm holding a steam deck. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, not in, in my mind. On it in class. Yeah. Yeah. It, in, in my mind, those aren't necessarily the, the same kind of thing because if you're looking for a handheld you're looking for that handheld form factor you know uh so yeah okay i don't know i think maybe i'm still not completely off of long weekend brain but from what i'm interpreting from these articles that the focus and like these benchmarks are focused on the desktop experience so for me that makes it a separate question like so I'm looking at a desktop experience versus laptop experience. And then which laptop experience? Is it the more budget one or is it a, a more mid-range, uh, solidly mid-range one? And I think to answer this question in kind of a general way, I think that it's really dependent on what you want 
out of your system. So obviously desktop's always going to be a more upgradable experience, especially if you start with an APU, because then you have basically just left that PCIe slot open and you can fill it with whatever you want down the road and you can just wait and wait and wait for it, which is what why we recommended that during the pandemic when it was just so hard to get a good graphics card at a decent price. Uh, laptop, again, like I know a lot of people who choose that because they want to have that portability. They don't care about the upgrading down the road. They want just to be able to play in a hotel room, play at their friend's house, play, you know, when they're in the waiting room somewhere because, you know, for every reason, they're just out of the house a lot. Which is valid. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Once again, I think it just depends on, on your use case kind of thing. Uh, Either way, I'm I'm excited. Uh, the the last note I kind of have on this is like, uh, right now we're on Ryzen seven thousand. So if these are mm-hmm. called eight thousand G, are the APUs going to come out between before uh, a Ryzen eight thousand uh, desktop port, like a a, a non APU part, <laughs> uh, or does that also signal that Ryzen eight thousand is coming soon too? I think Ryzen eight thousand is coming soon. Yeah. Um, the rumor. The site that I looked at think that these APU chips are supposed to be coming out soon, so like when the next few months. So we may see more about this officially at CES, perhaps. Which, yeah. So, but do you do you think Ryzen eight thousand would launch with APU parts only, or would it be, hey, we have Ryzen eight thousand, you know, full refresh and also APU, boom, both at the same time? I, at this point, with how weird things have been over the last year, I mean, the fact that we saw 14th gen refresh come out, like, where it was like, wah, wah, after, like, all, like, still decent chips, right? But, like, after, like, what, three cycles, at least, of just chips being like, I'm going to clock you in the chin, I'm going to clock you back <laughs> in the chin, like, and it's just like, oh, well, I showed up to the arena, and everyone was like, polite clapping right like <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just like it was kind of anticlimactic honestly after how how fierce the struggle has been and um to me that's kind of a signal that maybe we are maybe not we should not be expecting it to always be like the opening to a another wwe match <laughs> i mean I, th- I think the other way to phrase this too is a uh, friend of the show tim lau uh in the chat put it kind of you know the the way they're seeing it, and the kind of the way I see it is a, Ryzen eight thousand G as leaked as of right now is Ryzen seven thousand desktop compute with RDNA three mobile graphics. Uh, so in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, why would you not just call that seven thousand G? Like, why why call it? I mean, once again, we don't know. Maybe it will come out seven thousand G, but as of right now, the leaks are saying eight thousand G. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe maybe they're going to nine thousand finally. Ah, they're funny. not. They're not even going to do eight thousand. They're just going to go for for the next like architecture, next oh, generation architecture. They're just going to go straight to nine thousand. Uh, interesting. <laughs> so maybe, that's, maybe that's what it's really. Yeah. So eight thousand G is only APUs, and the actual next refresh is nine thousand. All right, it's over nine thousand. I would be yeah, surprised. <laughs> Eight's a good number in Chinese cultures. Good to so. know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Good question. I, I I I like it. I like it. You know what? You know what else we're gonna see before we get to the next topic? Uh, we we got to pause and uh and thank our sponsor uh for the show uh, Aces. Uh, they have a uh, if if you didn't hear the ad reach at the beginning. 
by uh by the one Alini E. Uh ACES is having a PC DIY day this Sunday. It, uh, what was the date? The third. December third. December third, down at the Fremont office. You can get tickets. There's a link in the description. Go over, get some tickets. Uh they're they're gonna have a, a ton of events uh going on there, including like a I think it's a Valorant uh tournament or something like that. Um they're they're gonna have uh, some builds, some some mods, things like that. Uh, and yeah, there there will be some guests on hand. Uh, I I will be there as a guest. Um, you know, just kind of hanging out, celebrating all things PC. Uh, so yeah, and then they're they're gonna be doing a live stream. Uh, I will show up on a couple of segments uh, in the live stream as a guest. Um, and yeah, should be all around all around a good time. So if you're in the Bay Area or you want to fly out just for this event. Uh, get some get some tickets. PC DIY day. Yes, Elena. I have a question for you. you. When can we expect to see you? Like, I mean, of course, in an ideal world, everyone would have enough free time just to be on the stream all day waiting for you. Uh, <laughs> but maybe it would be easier for people if they knew a rough idea when to tune in for you. Great question. Uh, the stream kicks off right now, uh, as I believe, at 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, but it's it's going to be starting with a build with a, a GCF event. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that right? GCF events. GGF? GGF. GGF, GGF I'm sorry. Uh, and I, I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, he did a build during uh, LTX as well. Uh, so I think they're starting with that that build. Uh, I might pop in and just uh, kind of marvel at, at hard tubing. Uh, hopefully not break anything. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I believe if I remember the schedule off the top of my head, I'll have to double check. Uh, I, I will post about this on Discord. Uh, so if you're interested, uh, that we're um, Hippiotech, which I talked to at LTX, uh, is actually going to do a keyboard build with me uh, because I've never built a custom keyboard. So I'm excited to do that. Uh, I believe that's going to happen at 1 p.m. Pacific. Uh, so as, as of right now, that that's... That's that's how how I believe I'm going to be uh, appearing on on the streams. Uh, but if I mean if you're local, you know I'll, I'll be obviously there. So come say hi. Um, yeah, it should, should be a good time. So are anyway. you signing T-shirts if they show up? With them? <laughs> I mean, I, I will I will sign almost anything. Sign GPUs. Uh, I like how you I like how you put that little almost almost anything. Experience talking. I was thinking I was like, hey, if somebody came up to me with a, a slice of pizza, would I sign a slice sign a slice of pizza? Yes, I would. Uh, you know, uh, so you know that that would fall in my anything. Uh, but almost what anything. a wonderfully neutral example yeah <laughs> sign my cat yeah yeah uh yeah I don't, hmm, would i sign a cat i don't know if i'd sign a cat <laughs> kitty I, probably would not yeah, be happy yeah, yeah. definitely I'd definitely pet the cat anyway anyway thank you for uh asus for for sponsoring this pc diy day check it out coming out on, on the third um but now let's move over to uh the the main segment the the, the soup du jour of the day actually i guess that's I'm doubling up because soup du jour means of the soup of the day, right? So it's like yeah. ATM machine soup du jour of the day. Uh, it's, uh, Elena, you you have this article uh, came out I yesterday. Do. It's linked to uh, in the description. Go check it out. Uh, it's your five hundred dollar Cyber Monday Monday PC. For those who don't know, please give us a, a little bit of a backstory of of this article because it's okay. you've been doing this for years. I have. I started it uh, in 2016 when I joined the PC World uh, staff. Uh, because if you don't really know me, I really enjoy bargain hunting and like min maxing on deals. And so yes, we didn't know that. 
<laughs> I mean, there are some hopefully I'm, I'm people not. tuning in for the first time. Well, Welcome. if you didn't know, now you know. Now, now you, know. you know, because uh, I was sitting at home eating my turkey on Thanksgiving Day, and I was like, I'm seeing some pretty good deals for hardware. I wonder what the cheapest build I can do with Black Friday deals is, because I know I can roll this together into something pretty good, and it would be a lot less than the rest of the year. Let's see what I can do. So for the first few years, I was very excited about doing like the absolute lowest build possible, just almost like as a temperature read Mm -hmm. on like how the industry was doing, like how, I guess, basically the economy as well, like the level of competition between the, the companies, you know, because we saw like wild stuff like the 2700X, Ryzen 2700X for $130 at Micro Center. Do you remember that eight, one? Eight core CPU. Dang. Do you remember that one? That was early wow, that on was in early. the whole yeah. getting so many cores and we were still very dazzled by it. Yeah. So getting it for that little during Black Friday was amazing. Right. So I spent a lot of time in that area at first where I was just like, okay, like, what can I do? Can I get it below 350? Can I get it below 300? I think at one point, I think I might have gotten it below 300. And then there's only so many APU builds (laughs) you can, you can do before you're like, yeah, this is maybe not really helpful or interesting anymore. So uh, last year, I, um, I started looking at it more from a, a more, um, I think realistic perspective, which is like, okay, like, can I do a really good build, like an actually really solid gaming build for 400 or 500? And last year, it turns out that number was you could do a $500 gaming build that would give you 18, sorry, 1080p ultra gaming, mm-hmm. you know, standard 60 frames per second. So uh, that to me was kind of a coup like that. That said a lot of good things about where we're at in the industry, especially at that point uh, last year after the pandemic, it being all kind of gross. Um, And then this year, I feel like it was really interesting because it was basically like somebody took like a sign that said 2022 and just like crossed out the two and it's like slapped a three over it. (laughs) Because if you look at my builds, like if you look at my builds from 2023 versus 2022, they're almost identical mm. in what you're getting, mm. I feel w- like. Which we, sh- we should show. Go ahead and uh, put on screen the $500 build. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow along in the in the article, there's a link in the description. But here, here's how it breaks down. Uh, so why don't you go over the parts list real quick for us? Yeah. So for this year, there's some, some, some upgrades, some small upgrades. So, I mean, we have made some progress, but they're very similar. This year, we got a, a Ryzen 5 5600 for $130. A Asrock B550 Phantom Gaming uh, motherboard with Wi-Fi, eighty-five dollars. Uh, Sixteen gigs of uh, DDR4 3600 RAM um, for thirty-five dollars. A Intel. So this is different from last year. You got this year. It was an Intel um, Arc A750 eight gigabyte uh, graphics card for one hundred and eighty. And this one came with the free game. Ooh. So you got Assassin's Creed Mirage with it. And I will admit there was some bias in choosing this because, I mean, it was <laughs> it was the cheaper card. But also, it's Assassin's Creed. And I don't know why, but I am a huge Assassin's Creed fan. I was like, yep, I'm all over that one. That's great. I love it. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, storage um, earlier on Black Friday. So this actually held really well over the weekend. So for mm-hmm. the Black Friday version of this, 
it was the Solidime uh, P41, mm. uh, 512 gigabyte SSD for $27. And then that went out of stock because it sold like gangbusters. Mm. And so I found an, a well-rated MSI uh, 500 gigabyte uh, NVMe SSD, also Gen 4, for $26. However, this one required a mail-in rebate. So mm. it was a little more work. Okay. Um, I, uh, real, quick, real quick, real quick. Real quick. Mail-in rebates, I, I guess I always forget that they still exist. Uh, uh, do do you feel like mail-in rebates are kind of going away? Uh, no? They're still around, but they're yeah. not nearly as prevalent as they were okay. uh, back in like the aughts, yeah, yeah. You know, even the early 2010s. I feel like I found a lot more of them back then to get these kinds of deals. And so, uh, I mean, these are, these are small signs that things mm. have gotten better because... Uh, last year, there were, ma- were more re- mail-in rebates that you had to deal with. This year, not as many. So that was nice. So this was a simpler uh, way to get a really good deal on Do- a $500 PC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and a, a, sorry, uh, one other side note. Uh, Dr. Ian Cutris, a friend of the show, Tech Tech Potato, has uh, corrected me in the past. It's a uh, solid dim. Uh, solid dim. Okay. Solid dim is the... Uh, dim. Yeah. So like a dim. Yeah. Ram. Uh, but the, the, the power supply, non-modular... Uh, I dig it. Make Gordon happy. Yeah, it would not. Make <laughs> yeah, so, so the power supply. Um, obviously, some people are going to take some, let's say, umbrage, have some concerns about, uh, because it's not you know high on the the vaunted uh, tier list for PSUs. But I mean, this is a budget build, y'all, and I do make <laughs> notes about this in the write up. Uh, I'm pretty thorough about it. Hmm. Um, this I chose actually a slightly higher wattage. You could have actually gotten a cheaper one, mm-hmm. five hundred watt one for thirty five. But I went with six hundred watt for forty, just just in the thought that you know maybe down the road if somebody wanted to upgrade to a more powerful graphics card, they weren't limited by their power supply so okay. much. Well, I dig it. Um, great deal on a Fantex case, thirty five bucks, and uh, we had a deal going on in uh, the PC World shop, which is also affiliated with. We have both a software store and a shop. That are affiliated with us, um, twenty four, twenty three dollars, excuse me, for an OEM license for either Windows ten or eleven, so you could pick your poison. And that came out to five hundred and fifty three dollars. And before people say like that's not five hundred dollars, you can actually bring it down to five hundred, which is why I feel. I can say that accurately. Oh, uh, <laughs> and I, I will say uh, my my first thought before I looked at it was like, ah, there's no way there's a uh, a Windows key in here. That you know, uh, we we've nope. had debated it in the past of like, nope. oh, does a Windows key include? But you did you did include one. Uh, I so, cross my T's yeah. and I dot my eyes. I dig that. I even have. Not as a line item, but I even have options for a mouse and a keyboard because some people are like, "This includes a mouse and keyboard. How you can, How are you going to compare that to a console? It includes the controller." And I'm like, "All right, fine. Here, twenty eight bucks. Twenty eight bucks. You get a budget mouse and you get a budget mechanical keyboard. Peace." Also, I will say that uh, uh, I actually have built recently in that G300A. Uh, for a video that that uh, Willis is editing right now. Um, oh, okay. And uh, yeah, it, I, I'd actually I was like, oh wow, this is actually pretty pretty damn good quality uh, for for that price. I was just like, dang. Uh, I assume yeah. most thirty five dollar cases are just you know like gonna blow in the wind. Uh, like this Sometimes this was actually can. yeah <laughs> the, this was not not a bad uh, not a bad case. So. It's a, Sometimes it's a they good ask looking for case a... for that price. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying it's a fantastic looking case for that price. I mean, especially if you compare it with the case you picked last year. I mean, obviously it's it's all subjective, but it's <laughs> it's 
looks nice. Yeah. A, yeah. And I, yeah. I, so, <laughs> that is the one problem with these builds, right? So again, like the criticism that these builds will get from people is that they say like, oh, well, you know, there's actually not good deals during Black Friday because the part I want is not on sale. And that's true. If you have like really specific things you're looking for, it's not always a given that you'll find it on sale during Black Friday slash Cyber Monday period. Sometimes you'll get better deals during the other parts of the year. Absolutely true. The point of these builds is that if you are starting completely from scratch, right, um, you can build a pretty decent PC with these builds for a lot less than the rest of the year. The downside is that you don't always get to choose how things look and so this year the pc uh hardware deal gods uh, have been kind and they were like the fantex case is on sale for an amazing price and you get a good looking build last year last year maybe not to everyone's taste there was one year i picked one and i actually uh, put a little note because i have like build notes Uh and like i added a little note that said Yes, this is $10 more than the absolute cheapest case I could have chosen, but I do have aesthetic standards. <laughs> uh, speaking of aesthetics, I, I did drop the image of the case, uh, if you don't mind throwing that, that on screen and put it in Slack. Um, uh, I, I will note that this is the single fan version. There is a G300A with uh, three fans, uh, but it, it costs more. Uh, but yeah. that one single fan is RGB. So uh, It is. Yeah, it, it is. is. Right. So going through this list, I'll just kind of finish up the a summary of the build notes, mm-hmm. which is, you know, like this is pretty great because the motherboard supports RGB and ARGB fans. So if you want to expand on the road and get blingy, you can. It's a pretty good looking uh, motherboard, have... too. Uh, yeah. Got, and got you a nice get, little like, design aesthetic. You have plenty of expansion slots. So if you are a person that ends up wanting to add a sound card or, you know, a capture card, there's the option there for you. Um you still can add even more RAM. RAM is super cheap, right? So like it was 35 bucks for 16 gigs and you could have gotten 32 for like $55. So if you wanted to upgrade, that was not a problem. The SSD was high performing. You get onboard Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. So if you're not next to your router, absolutely easy to, you know, navigate. Um, so that you can kind of scale up if you wanted to really easily, but you can also scale it down if you wanted to. So last year's 500 build had a Ryzen 5 5500 in there. Mm-hmm. I went with the 5600 this year uh, just because the prices were so close this year. And uh, I liked the idea of having PCIe 4 support for this build again. Mm-hmm. So it makes it a little bit more robust for mm-hmm. the long term. Um, but you could like cut it down so you could drop to a motherboard that only support like a B450 board. So and, and the 5500s, so you're really only getting PCIe three. Uh, you could you know go with Linux instead of Windows. So you could make this a $500 PC. Like you absolutely can. Um, also, I, I think, but I'm surprised because this does have this does have Wi-Fi, right? Yeah, does. yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I like. I, I feel like that's that's a damn good bonus for this price. Yeah, that's what I mean. So even if you drop down to the mother B450 motherboard I found, mm-hmm. also had Wi-Fi. So again, you, wow. you could, it's a nice build, I think, for 500. The only thing is, is like, I feel like this is a reflection of where we're at with like innovation and like companies basically slowing down, really pushing like, you know, really big hard upper upgrades because like the list is pretty much the same as last year, right? So, you know. Some little upgrades here and there, but we're not seeing like, oh, you can get like a 7600 for like an insane price. Oh, like DDR, um, sorry, AM5 motherboards have come down a lot in price. 
not seeing that quite yet. So I do feel like we're seeing some, I don't know if stagnation is the right word. It might be a little too strong, but we did see some slowing. Mm. And this is a reflection of that. Well, if if there's anyone that, that um, feels a little iffy about going ARC, what would be the, the alternative? Yeah, so there was sales. There were sales on the 60, RX 6600, which is the card I chose last year. Mm. The reason why I didn't pick it because uh, it's um, 20 bucks more expensive and no free games this year, mm. which I thought was kind of unusual. A&D often really often really likes to go with like game bundles as an incentive. Like last year you could get like three free games with the RX 6600 if I remember right. It was at least two. It was possibly three. Um Nope, not this year. But I did put it in my notes where it's like, hey, like, here are some suggested upgrades. Like, you could put a, a better, like a, a, sorry, not use stock cooler, get an actual, like, third-party cooler for that that's a little beefier. Um, you could upgrade to 32 gigs of RAM if you're like me and you love your browser tabs and multiple browsers. <laughs> um, you know, I said, like, side grade your graphics card, basically. Get a 6600 if you, you know... Intel's drivers have been improving, but if you want more of a, a more seasoned, mature kind of uh, driver environment, then, you know, then your Radeon card is going to be your better bet there. And then also the power supply, I mentioned, like, you could upgrade that as well if you want something a little bit fancier, modular, that kind of thing. So all in all, very solid, like, fundamentals in this build. Well, also, I, I do feel like if somebody was going to take the guts of this and, and be like, actually, you know what, I'm going to spend a little bit more on a GPU uh, to, to try to step that up. That mm-hmm. 50, like I don't feel like there's anywhere, me personally, that there's like a, a serious bottleneck. I mean, the, the, that six core Ryzen, PCIe 4, like the the, uh, the motherboard, I'm sure, you know, will, will perform. Uh, like, yeah, so if, if you were going to like say step up to like a 6700 XT or something like that, like I, I don't think that, that what you have in there is going to hold it back. Funny that you mentioned Yes. That. <laughs> Why? Thanks for just like tossing me these T-balls, <laughs> basically. <laughs> uh, so there was also, uh, you could upgrade and you could basically have a $700 1440p. Oh, let's uh, show the $700 version then. Yeah. So basically very similar parts list, same 5600 CPU, B550 motherboard, still kept with 16 gigs of RAM just because most people who are gaming don't really need more than that. Then we jumped up, and I for for Cyber Monday. So the, for Black Friday, there was a, a card that was available for I think a the XFX card, mm-hmm. like one of their was it Spec Merc cards? I forgot the name of it. Okay, for three hundred dollars, and that was a nice card, mm-hmm. nice shroud, well like well well loved. Yeah, uh, that went out of stock. So uh. for Cyber Monday. I had an option of doing an Asus card, I think, or an Azrock card, uh-huh. but I didn't really like the looks. And so here again, here again, <laughs> you could have saved $10, but my aesthetics, my aesthetics ruined that because I was like, you know, what's really nice that Brad's always talking up the Sapphire cards. And yeah. so there's a Sapphire Pulse, yeah, uh, Radeon RX 6700 XT for 310. And I was like, you know what? What's $10 for being able to enjoy looking at this? And I do like the look of that card. We actually have... Yeah, we do have that that version. Oh no, it's a sixty seven fifty XT. But yeah, I mean it's it's a good looking card. Yeah, and then um, I uh, upgraded the PSU just a little bit. Probably still not super high in the tier list. So if people really buy into the tier list thing, like you're obviously going to want to change that out. But um, that one is, has a little more wattage. That also is semi modular, so it makes the build probably a little easier, cleaner to do. 
uh, storage, the uh, Solidim P41, I upgraded to a one terabyte drive because, I mean, let's be frank here, like 500 goes really fast. It, it, but it if really you're, does. If you're, building, if you're building a PC on a budget, then 500 will get you through if you're just mostly playing games on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But for this, I'm like, you know what? You're playing at 1440p. You're already spending more money. Like, what's another uh, 25 bucks for another, you know, for some more storage? So upgraded that. Same case, same Windows license. It comes out to $727. And um, this one doesn't require any mail-in rebates, which is nice. Hmm. Um, The only two caveats I forgot to mention for both of these builds is that it is possible you will have to do a you have to flash the BIOS so mm-hmm. that it'll support the Ryzen 5000 part. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on which BIOS version it sh- the, the board ships with, with mm-hmm. which is something I can't tell easily mm-hmm. from the yeah. listing. But again, I put a note in there. Where it's like you ask for a boot kit from AMD. So it'll delay your build and using it, but it's like not impossible. You could also, if you live near Micro Center, I think they'll help you flash the, the motherboard so you can get you know going with your build. Um, but yeah. It's a pretty solid build. The the one that I wanted so badly, and I was like, oh, it's probably good that I don't live near a micro center because just on principle, I might have shown my butt up at that door just to buy it. I'm like, Lane, you don't need another PC. How many PCs do you have floating in your house? How many PC parts piles do you have in your house? <laughs> no, uh, I would have gone anyway because... <laughs> Micro Center had this $300 bundle where you got the 5600 X3D Ooh, a 3D version. with a Asus uh, Tough B550 Wi-Fi motherboard and 16 gigs of DDR3200 RAM, which, you know, like more ideally you want 3600 for that sweet spot. But, you know, honestly, you're getting a 5600 X3D yeah. in this bundle. Ooh. I was so Damn, was excited by this. <laughs> and, you know... It can really help improve frame rates depending on the games you play. So, yeah. like that to me is an incredible, incredible step up, and that that brings you to seven sixty eight for the overall build. But I mean, stupid, it's nice, super nice. Yeah, I did put a note in there. I was like, yes, it is normal to envy people who live near a micro center <laughs> so badly that it hurts. Yeah, no, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's it's important to note if you find a good deal on that. On that uh, 5600X3D part, wherever you happen to be, you can slap it into either one of these builds. No yeah. problem, right? Yeah. yeah, if you want to swap out at some point. I think the 5600X3D is still a Micro Center exclusive. Is that right? It's been a while since I looked. Last I heard, yeah, but uh, I'm not quite sure. Boo. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> well, I, I have a couple questions on this. Yeah. You, you, you glossed over it recently, but what do you think... What kind of detriment do you think would be to be like, oh, you know what? I found an eight gig kit for cheaper. Do you think eight to sixteen is like really going to mess you up on either of these builds? I don't. Or, so, or do you um, think it's just a, a nice to have? I actually think um, I know that my browser tab usage is not typical, uh, but even knowing that my browser tab usage. <laughs> usage is not typical i don't really like to recommend eight gigs to people anymore Mm. um because one 16 has become so cheap and two i even like estimating like 
let's chop my usage in half, right? So like I average about maybe like 20 out of my 32. And I don't think I even have, I mean, I have a lot of tabs open, but it's like not as many as some people I know even still, right? <laughs> and so like on average between the person who only ever has two tabs open at one time versus mm-hmm. the person who has like 150 tabs open or more at a time. Yeah, don't look, Adam. I know that's going <laughs> to, that's not good for your brain. <laughs> I just feel like it's an easy recommendation to just average it out and say, like, just get 16. You don't have to think about it ever again, most likely. You know, maybe you spent another $15 more than you needed to. But because I don't know exactly how you're going to be using this PC now and down the road, this just saves some headache for you. You know what I mean? Because I don't think they're going to be, like, reflexively and obsessively hitting... Uh, control shift escape to look at task manager and being like, what am I at right now? What's slowing down? Hmm. I think this browser might need a reboot because it's just hanging on to memory. It doesn't need. Like, <laughs> they're just going to be like, my computer's slow. Uh, MC, do you, can, could, do you think you can get away with eight or is that just not, not doable for you? Uh, how do I put this politely? Hell no. Um, <laughs> No, I, I would say like a year or two ago, recommending it for a more casual user, I would have been sort of um, wobbling on it now with the way that even even Windows itself is wanting a lot more RAM than it used to. I would s- struggle to recommend less than 16 to anybody for any Windows-based system, <laughs> but especially if you're going to be gaming and you're going to be doing just a little more than you would on a normal budget build. Yeah, go 16 all the way. Go for 32 if you can. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. The the other question I have is that you don't have any uh, uh, SATA SSD options in here. Do, do you think somebody could save money and, and throw a SATA in there? Um, and still the be viable? That, you know, honestly, the reason for that is that SSD sales were weird this year. Well, like, they, they were kind of anti- climatic like they're honestly disappointing because you if you look at the price history Mm. like they started dipping like and they kind of hit their low point around like september october and then it's like started ticking back up well and i was actually mildly offended by this (laughs) because i'm like that's not a deal are you kidding me this is cheaper during freaking prime day in october don't offend a lady putting that i'm not putting that on my best ssd deal list no, I refuse. Probably, probably to the. I hope my bosses aren't listening because that probably was not the right strategy. But there were surprisingly very few SATA SSD, like 2.5 inch. And honestly, these days I don't even bother really looking at the M.2 versions of it. To me, it's mm. either you get SATA SSD in 2.5 form factor, sorry, 2.5 inch form factor, or you're just going NVMe because mm. of the price. Oh, sorry, that is my alarm. That does not apply anymore because unfortunately. Why are you not stop? <laughs> Why? Well, uh, uh, sa- same thing. What, what about uh, yeah. <laughs> the ghost in the machine? Uh, same thing for for spinning platter. Are, are we are we talking about like you can't see save there at all? I mean, I'm not saying I'd recommend you it. You can, but... you can. I just I feel like at this point most people are just going to go with SSDs. So I didn't really pay as much attention to spending a lot of time with hard disk drives. Um, uh, as always, if you wanted to expand your storage, hmm. you could add like a bigger hard disk drive to your system. But it's not even worth it because like booting off a hard disk drive after it's just it's painful. It's not worth it. It's just painful. So 
Yeah, if there had been better SATA SSD deals, and I've done this in the past, I will use that as mm. the the primary boot drive. But honestly, the deals are so good. Like $26. $26 for a Gen 4 NVMe mm. SSD. Like, I'll take that. I, I think the, you said, the, the benefit. Yeah. You said even with the, the harder-to-find deals, you managed to go from a Gen 3 to a Gen 4 on your more expensive build uh, and still save money. So, yeah, it's, it's still making progress. I... Uh, Wait, for this year versus last year or this year to this yeah, year? Yeah, I'm looking at your 800 build, $800 build last year and it had a oh, Gen yeah, 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you And you went up to a Gen 4 and it's still, it's less than half the price. Hmm. With the yeah. Same storage. Yeah, so I mean, the industry, or sorry, like the SSD um, pricing has gotten better in general, right, over the last year. But uh, the frog in boiling water, you know, doesn't notice temperature change kind of thing, which, you know, maybe it's not the right Ooh. idiom here because it's not like it's things have gotten worse, but it's just more like, a, well, the temperature changed. I don't care about last year anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's what's the relative deal percentage discount for this year? Yeah, it's probably Was last it, month yeah. better? <laughs> yes, I'm not featuring this in my build. I am offended by this. No, I, I like this, that you have morals when you when you come to this. So you're like, you know what? It's got to look a certain way. You know, I'm, I'm not going to do anything just to, to really cheap out. It's, it's got to be of a certain quality. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So uh, I, I will note that this motherboard does not have any sort of heat sink included for the, the Gen 4 drive. Do you think that's a concern? Mm. Preface this with the fact that I live in a fairly temperate climate. Uh, I don't think it's that much of an issue, um, but I could see that if you live somewhere where like your temp, your ambient temps are kind of high or, you know, you don't upgrade the, and you don't upgrade with more fans in the system, like potentially it could be not what you feel is ideal. Like I think most of the SSDs will be fine, but if you think it could be a concern, getting a heat sink or like a thermal pad or something is really usually not too big of a deal. Okay. Yeah. Just asking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and I mean, for gaming, I mean, it depends. I would say it also depends on what you do. You know, if you're if you're throwing a lot of files around, you know, and heating that drive up, uh, yeah. But for gaming, I mean, I, I think probably if it's just mostly a gaming build, like probably the time it's going to get the warmest is like downloading uh, or like decompressing or something like that. But yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's fine. Um, I mean, but uh, yeah, these are these are these are damn good builds. Yeah. But what if, what if Elena, man, I only have so much money. You're talking about a seven hundred dollar build here. I only got half that in my pocket, or uh, yeah, a little less than half that. What if I just only had three hundred and fifty dollars to my name? Yeah. So uh, a part of me can't entirely give up the idea of like, what's the cheapest, decent. Now, now the asterisk of uh, decent gaming build. <laughs> yeah. Like, I could have just stopped at the seven heaven. Like, I do five hundred and seven hundred, and I was like, no, but I want to know. Like, what's the lowest <laughs> I can go? Elena, Elena has to know. She's got to know. I know. Every year, I tell Brad, I'm like, maybe I'll just do one this year. Maybe I'll just do one, <laughs> and like, I'll just like sleep in a turkey coma, and it'll be fine. And he's like, mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. Like, he means it. <laughs> like, it's not, yeah, it's not sarcastic. Like, he's like, no, I think that's a great idea. I think you should enjoy your holiday. And I come back, and I'm like, I have five. <laughs> 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 so this year, I was even like, even when you say that, Brad's like, 
okay, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and so this year I'm like, no, I'm going to be good. I'm going to reduce it. And I'm like, I have three this year. <laughs> I'm better. Um, so the, 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 the APU build, I guess that's kind of the tradition now. I feel like this is kind of the it. shape yeah. that I'm seeing. Okay. Right uh, to it, where it's like, okay, so we have uh, a system at 500, around 700. Last year was 800, so we did do better, mm-hmm. as Mike points out. Um, and then this APU is usually around the $300 range, mm-hmm. and it's gotten better, right? One year it was so bad, and that was like a really big commentary on the state of things in the pandemic. I think I had to drop down to an Athlon. <laughs> like <laughs> 300G or whatever. I forgot the name of it now. Poor thing. It got me through, <laughs> but you know, this year's three hundred fifty dollar build Fortnite PC seven twenty p gaming basically fifty six hundred G. Um, the B four fifty motherboard I mentioned earlier. Uh, I still put sixteen gigs of RAM in there because why not thirty five dollars. <laughs> You're still going to be using this like for probably like at least browsing the internet. So you know, if you love tabs, go for it. Uh. <laughs> The 500 gig um, MSI SSD that I mentioned, the $500 build. Uh, I did go with that 500 watt um, thermal take PSU that I mentioned earlier because I was like, let's shave off five bucks from the price. I mean, it's integrated graphics. Too. If you're in this tight of a budget, most likely you're going to be buying used in the future if you're going to get a discrete graphics card or you're going to be looking at the lower end anyway. So you probably won't need that much power but you know you always could upgrade if you really wanted to which i mentioned in the notes uh again the fantex case uh a windows license because i'm not i'm not gonna cheat i'm not gonna cheat <laughs> 352 dollars. so if you wanted to get it closer to 300 just forego windows i guess but i mean it's a really solid little build it is uh, if you want to play like esports titles at 720p or uh, honestly, if you just want a a really nice little productivity PC, you know, you just need something to get on the internet with, yeah. it'll last you a long time. Well, er- earlier when we were, tra- we were talking about the, the Ryzen 8000G stuff, uh, there were people in the chat being like, oh, this could be like a media streaming box or something like that. Mm-hmm, so, gotcha. you know, there's definitely gotcha. options. Um, <clears throat> I will say I personally know some people who have budget builds that did, do not activate windows and they just deal with the i the, i did not hear that i yeah, i so. am not <laughs> i don't hear any of that because i'm doing it all i had it i made brad laugh one year because i used the phrase i think above board i'm not sure why he thought that was funny but he, board. He said, yeah, I, I feel like that's one of those things gordon would stop and be like what does that even mean above board like where, where does that phrase come from i, I don't, I don't know. Well, if you want to turn this into the pc world language podcast yeah, i'm oh, very yeah, down for yeah, that yeah. people on discord know how much i talk up uh having access to the oxford english dictionary <laughs> to the san francisco public library i love my public library um the micro atx board i i i guess it doesn't surprise me um, but what do you? What do people generally lose going from micro AT or from full ATX to micro ATX? Is it just the PCI, the extra slot? Mm-hmm, pretty much PCIe slot. Does this all have all the same headers? I'd, I'm just looking. Real yeah, quick. it also has. It doesn't have the same headers, but it does support RGB. Oh if yeah, I remember, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, like we've come a long way. Yeah, like, well, that's another commentary, right? Where it's headers. like. You can get a $6 motherboard, and yeah, you actually can plug in RGB fans into it if you want to. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, case, case fan headers. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's got options. Okay. And Wi-Fi, right? No. Well, I see antenna slots for Wi-Fi. 
Does it not have? It does Wi-Fi? have Wi-Fi. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a good. It's a, these are really yeah. solid builds. The major criticism anyone could have of them is just that they're kind of old in terms <laughs> of like generation, right? Like it's not you're not getting a current gen CPU. You're not getting a current gen GPU, and those are going to be the two biggest criticisms people would have of it, right? Because <sighs> yeah. people always find something to nitpick and that's going to be the big one that's the big caveat for that though i I will say obviously around here we're excited about the newest and and shiniest thing but a a lot of times it's actually more beneficial to somebody getting an older system because it's more stable it's more reliable you know what to expect like i feel like there there is like sure it's not the shiniest thing but sometimes there is something to be said about like hey you know what it's been out for a couple years this thing's solid you 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 know what it is uh, there's there's less uh typically less headaches that you have to deal with uh i will say also uh friend of the show jester the pester gave us a five dollar super chat thank you so much said uh talking about anything on the internet there is always at least one person that'll tell you that you're wrong so uh of yeah elena don't worry don't worry no I'm matter what you do it. yeah <laughs> i'm not worried about it i got the biggest compliment last year because somebody that i know through real life mm-hmm basically you saw my article because I, I shared on Facebook you know I, I'm just like just get like three more clicks for our, our website come on help me out friends just look at it for me just drop over traffic um, I'm not expecting anybody to actually build it but one of the people I know in real life actually they sent me a picture a couple of weeks later and they're like my PC's already and I was like did you did you build based on my recommendation he's like yeah it was great <laughs> it's like oh, amazing nice, nice. and he used it like as a template like so you can get some swaps like a little bit here and there but i was like oh somebody actually used my work i love it <laughs> you, <laughs> made I, me so happy well so i um i know you only do this this kind of bust out thing at a at, at you know black friday cyber monday time frame but i think it would be kind of fun every once in a while during the year to 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 do one of these and, and maybe maybe even like do it oh, or use it as like a live build say- yeah, or oh. something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I do like that idea of actually buying this, actually implementing it, and saying like, "Okay, here, here's what it, it was like." Um, yeah, I, oh. I think it's fun, but you know, oh. or you know, I, I mean, what Amazon had what like three Prime Days this year or something like that. I, you know, like <laughs> uh, not I that you need to do different. it each time. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know. Uh, <laughs> I thought you meant actually trying to like, like, like so November and May. Right, so in May we try to see what you yep. can do for five hundred and seven hundred and three fifty, and then use that as a comparison because that's also oh, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, hey, earlier this year uh, I was only able to get this. Yeah, no, I mean, either way, yeah. I, I like these ideas. These, these, we've we've done we've done these kind of things even on the show, like you know, just like thought processes of like, okay, well, you know, what what do you get for this? But I do think there is a benefit to taking it a step further and actually building it and actually you know trying to to run some tests on it because uh, like it really is yeah beneficial i think to a lot of people to kind of see it see it play out so <clears throat> um cool i know I, I i dig it good uh good write-ups thank you for the uh uh the the peek behind the scenes too uh where your head was at with a lot of these things because uh it is it is a very tight succinct article but i do also like hearing your <laughs> the backstory and uh you know and kind of your thinking thought process and all of this so conversations i have with brad where he's like will you just please take your holiday <laughs> <laughs> you're like this is my holiday i must find a good deal <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, i like it i like it um okay 
let's move over to viewer Q&A, shall we? Um, if you have any questions in the chat right now or... Uh, or you know something that you want to comment on, even uh, get them in the, the the chat at PC World. That's kind of the easiest way for us to see it. If you're watching or listening to this later, uh, there's a link in the description to our Fulner Discord. Awesome group over there. There is also a channel where you can drop uh, questions in there, and hopefully I will get to them in the show. Uh, the first question, well, I guess it's a comment. Um, oh no, it is a question from a friend of the show, Mike Quinton. Gave us a twenty dollars super chat. Thank you so much. Very appreciated. Um, and says, uh, for the SSD, does QLC versus TLC matter anymore? I feel like, I feel so bad because I feel like I, I am not qualified enough to, because I've, I've been trying to keep up with this, but I'm like probably out of the loop again because it's shifted, you know, like the opinions on this. And so I, my answer is that I don't have an answer because I don't feel informed enough to give one. Uh, to, to be fair, yeah, no, I, I mean, the, usually Gordon is kind of the one with the uh, the deeper knowledge around that. Mike, do you have any uh, opinions? Uh, I'm going to bow out as well because oh, okay. I'm running Gen three drives in my desktop, and I feel <laughs> that's, that's more than fine for yeah. me. So yeah, if I think if you need that much speed, you know what you need, and and. Yeah, I mean there there are easy there are easy shorthands uh, f- for both, but also I would say, or I would say it really depends on what you're doing. Once again, like I I, mm-hmm. I mean we, we were also talking about like hey if if you get a, a SAT SSD, that's just fine for gaming. Like sure maybe the download speed or you know like actual downloading the games or transferring them over or maybe initial launch is a little slower than a NVMe SSD. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's different, but also like QLC versus TLC, like it d- depends on what you're doing with it. If you're just gaming, like I, I don't think practically most people would not really notice the difference. Um, and, and I think that's kind of who you're building. Oh, the, Gordon's in the chat. Oh, he is. Oh, wow. Gordon appears. Hello, Gordon. Uh, yeah, he, he, he's, he likes to point out he bought a TLC four terabyte drive on a Black Friday deal. What was it? Two years ago? <laughs> uh, oh, I think it was this year because he was, was tweeting at me. Xing at me, posting at me. Oh, I don't know God. what to call it anymore. Yeah. He was tweeting at me. He's like, do I pull the trigger now? And I'm like, Gordon. He's like, well, I regret it. I'm like, Gordon, I love you, man. But I feel like <laughs> no matter what you do, you're going to regret it. I've known you long enough now. Also, hi, Gordon. Yeah, hello, Gordon. Uh, he, he, he said it was this year. Um, I, yeah. Did, did you end up putting it in a, in anything? Uh, maybe, maybe I'm thinking when he got the SAT SSD for... Uh, cheaper a couple years ago. Well, uh, that, no, there's an SD card that he bought. Oh, that's what it was. A few okay. years ago. There okay. was that for sure. I remember that one. Uh, Sl- Slam HK says, uh, Gordon's just appearing in the chat to flex. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you should know Gordon. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, he says it's a, a WD drive. <clears throat> um, oh, well, th- thank you for that super chat. Sorry we uh, are not able to give you a, a real deep uh, understanding of it. Yeah. Um, but maybe but thank you for the yeah. super chat yeah. well, i appreciate that uh let me go over to the fine folks on discord we have some uh questions over there uh da, da, da. oh wow. first while off you, well, oh sorry while you do that gordon has weighed in with his opinion which is that oh, yes. tlc is fine for secondary bulk drives so i think that's why he went with a tlc drive mm, okay because okay. i think he's he's looking to replace his primary drive got i remember got that from the conversation okay um, real quick, we, we, we covered this, uh, last week, but I want, I want to get MC's take, uh, Starscream has asked us about favorite pie 
MC, oh. what's what's your favorite pie? I mean, it was in context uh, to, to Thanksgiving, but you know, whatever you can say, whatever. Off the top of my head, I got to go with a pecan pie, Southern boy. Mm. Yeah, pie. nice, very nice. Okay, I dig it. I dig it. Sorry, had to had to, had to throw that one in there. Um, <laughs> this was a question that Liquid R had posted uh, when we had uh, last week with Alex on, but uh, it, it's a little, little more of a, a a gaming thing that I think we can all touch on. Um, they asked, uh, what should Sony slash Naughty Dog have called The Last of Us Part Two Remaster to not raise the ire of gamers? Or were we, or were we always going to ride the outrage pony over it? Uh, if you don't know, uh, Naughty Dog uh, announced uh, The Last of Us Part Two, which, I mean, it didn't come out that long ago, but they're calling it a remaster. But really, uh, to a certain degree, some people are claiming that it's more of a, of a, a port to PS5 uh, rather than a, a true remaster of a game that only come, came out a couple years ago, um, but yeah, I've, I've 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 heard I've heard both sides, and I think both sides are you know valid. But yeah, uh, you you answered your own question there. Uh, were we always going to ride the outrage pony? Yes, you were always going to ride the outrage pony. I hope I'm not looking at the stream. I hope we're flashing to um, Willis's uh, sweatshirt right now as we talk about the outrage oh, pony. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my uh, MC, are you a uh, Last of Us uh, fan, have you played Part Two? Uh, I don't really play horror games of any kind, but I, I agree. There's, there's really no move you can make, especially with games that have this high a profile, that won't upset somebody. Um, I'd say a game less than two years ago, call it like an Ultimate Edition or something. But does it really matter? Especially, especially when it comes to Sony with the with their exclusives, they want to get as many editions of these games out as they can. That's just the way they roll, and. Some people don't like it, obviously, but it it keeps making money. So, who really cares? I mean, I I think the also the larger context too is like, oh crap, the TV show did really well for us. What if we put that out something? Yeah, <laughs> you know, we, we we're not ready with Last of Us Part Three. Uh, so why don't we just re-release uh, Part Two? Call it a remaster, and uh, you know, who knows? I, I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's you know, uh, seems to be a little bit more of a, a marketing thing. Uh, da, 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 um, got some intense pie conversation. Oh, good. Chat right now. <laughs> I love intense pies. Intense pies so are my favorite. While you're looking for your next question, I'm going to throw a, a rando one Go for here. it. Do you consider cheesecake pie? Can I put it in my mouth? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I you know what? You, Adam I subscribes to yeah. the two-year-old methodology yeah. in screening. <laughs> can can <laughs> I put something in my mouth? Do you want to call it pie, cake? I don't care. Just, uh, you know, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I am not, it is not going to, it is not going to oh. impede any of my thought of having it enter my mouth. Uh, so. Oh, Falcon Northwest. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hello. I think uh, that's a good suggestion. We should put it in a poll as a poll. In the oh yeah is cheesecake a pie all right is that the yeah there. go Hi. for it <laughs> uh so we have a, a question from front of the show ivan Ramanet ramaz oh, i'm sorry ramazanov one of these days i'm gonna get it right uh considering tiles are the future of chips um can we retire x86 by isolating all legacy stuff on separate parkable chip <laughs> i did read this earlier and i was like huh well, that's good this is a, a good question for ian i'm gonna see him next week mm. maybe we'll do a video on this uh mm. all interesting stuff will run on the tiles with new instructions um like uh, risk five uh, or is x86 still good enough to serve us for another 45 years uh 
that is a really good it, it broke my mind when i first read it and it's breaking my mind again but like the idea of like a, a disaggregated tile architecture where you know you've you've got the npu the cpu the gpu you know all this kind of stuff on there and then there's one tile that's you know like hey you know what we can we can run the legacy x86 stuff but really it's mostly based around a, a new instruction that's uh that'd be interesting I, I don't know i don't know if you can pull that off uh but yeah that's it, it's a good thought process. That's a question yeah. to be answered by someone way smarter than me. Yeah. Definitely I, nominate Ian for yeah, the no, I, Yeah. <laughs> uh, also going on ne- yeah, next week, there's an AMD AI event. Uh, Ian's going to be in town. I believe Wendell's going to be in town. I just got news last night from uh, Jeff over at Craft Computing. Not only is he going to be in town for the AI thing, he is also going to come into the studio next Tuesday to join oh. us for the next episode. Oh. So. Ex- yeah, expect some beer uh, to be on on the <laughs> next show, and then also uh, we're I'm doing his. Uh, he asked me to guest on his podcast uh, next Wednesday. Uh, he's looking to nice. do it at a live from a brewery. So I'm oh, totally very down. nice, uh, very on brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, maybe I'll ask him. I, I you know, good question, good question. Uh, oh, we just got a super chat in from birthday boy Matthew Lang. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday! Happy birthday! Um, hey. uh, food related. I love it. Okay, we're devolving into food already. <laughs> well, okay, we did it before. You, you act like that's it. a bad thing. I know. Uh, you know, I just, you know. Uh, here. Why is bacon called bacon and cookies called cookies when you bake cookies and cook bacon? <laughs> oh. That's a good one. It's like park, park, that park in a driveway Whoa. and drive in a parkway. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah, funny. I, I I'd never heard this. Uh, I I'm gonna start. I'm gonna actually dig into the OED. I think maybe later today. Can can you bake bacon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Prepare it. Oh, okay. Yeah. People. Yeah. A couple of my friends actually prefer that method. Oh. Um. Can you cook cookies really, then? I mean, I mean, yes. I think can. you can actually. Like you can actually. Like I think you may be able to do it in like one of those like cast iron pans. Like I feel like I see them do all kinds of random. Sh- stuff in there <laughs> beep what was so, <laughs> I, I do one of my goal like we're, we're talking about uh on the just behind the scenes we're talking about uh, uh doing some upgrading to audio equipment uh, in the studio next year and one of the things that i would love to do is wire up a a button right here on the desk that you can just hit for like sensor bleeping your soundboard yeah unless unless i will but just just to have a button well, maybe i'd be we, we talked about before gordon soundboard oh <laughs> gordon yeah yeah the gordon yeah but it, that was um it was a, a flat or it was either flash based or maybe java based or something so i, I actually don't think it's up anymore um if the zoo crew in the morning can handle it i'm sure yeah. you guys can rig it up come on I, i'm sure we can do it the question is the question isn't can we do it the question is should we do it uh why yeah. is that even a question because I, I might i might abuse it. i i have been known to uh to abuse things um uh, dr ian malcolm would be very proud of you. yeah uh well okay so the last question i have for for birthday boys uh ten dollar super chat is what's the difference between baking and cookies baking or i'm sorry baking and cooking baking is in an oven cooking is on a stovetop is that the definition i mean generally yes mm-hmm. I, I tend to think of baking has to do with with more of like there's some kind of bread element in it there's a little bit of chemistry in it more than just heating stuff up well you just said baking you can bake bacon yeah but that's a very specific method to avoid having to fry it 
Okay, I have I have a definition from Merriam-Webster. Please. Uh, the first definition as a transitive verb is to cook by dry heat, especially in an oven. Uh, or a second definition is to dry or harden by subjecting to heat. As in like a brick, okay. <laughs> I mean, sometimes if you don't watch your bread, that's what it becomes, my friend. That's what it becomes. Okay. And then cook, to cook. Let's see. Here we go. I can type. Uh verb is a transitive verb is to prepare food uh for eating by a heating process um which is i so it sounds like their definition is more that uh there's like that element of like a dry heat or to like remove moisture as opposed to uh like cooking doesn't necessarily involve that right because you can add oil like that kind of stuff to the process so I think, and then colloquially, we associate cooking with a stovetop situation and then baking with an oven type situation. Clear as mud. Now I'm just trying to see if I can just <laughs> use pie. Cookie, pie. cookie batter and then just put it on a cast iron with, with a little bit of oil and then just you know flip it like, like a flapjack, you know, like, waff, you know, like, like pancakes. You I need it. Yeah, right? There I need go. it. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm totally down. Matthew Lang is commenting on our commentary, and it's fantastic. <laughs> you should read that out loud. Uh, and Eric says all my favorite verbs are transitive. I, what the hell does that mean? What does transitive verb mean, please? That so that, that when you verb, said that too, I was like, I have no idea. What transitive just... verb takes uh, an object. If I, an intransitive verb does not require taking an object. Right. I think I've got that straight. One, one of one of them is one, and the other is other. Let me just verify. I'm getting really hungry, so <laughs> bacon pancakes. So our object here would be cook, and if you cook, you're cook. You are cooking it. Miriam Webster. A transitive verb is a verb that takes a direct object, which is a noun, pronoun, or noun phrase that follows the verb and completes the sentence's meaning by indicating the person or thing that receives the action of the verb. The direct object typically answers the question, what or whom? For example, the kids like pickles. That really annoys me. Have they sold their house yet? An intransitive verb is not used with a direct object. Nailed it. If something comes after intransitive verb, that is, in the position inhabited by a direct object, it doesn't answer what, whom. It instead answers a question like where, when, how, or how long. Her car died suddenly last week. Someone was coughing loudly. A single verb can have both transitive and intransitive uses, like they are playing soccer, they've been playing all afternoon. So that's 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 the that's the basics of it. You can keep reading more. There's more. Elena, this you, is the kind of stuff that I went to school for. Can, can you can you use it in a sense a sentence with an RX five eighty? Oh boy. I bought an RX five eighty. Oh, okay. That's a transitive <laughs> verb. Okay. Sure. There you go. <laughs> um <laughs> Returning to the to the uh, baking Please. and cooking question, though, uh, I do I want to highlight uh, Falcon Northwest's question, which is: So, do graphics cards bake, fry, or cook? <laughs> okay, are you removing moisture from a, a graphics card? Oh, there is moisture in the the vapor chamber. 
So I mean, yeah. I think technically <laughs> it would be baking uh, because it is basically just like getting so intense that uh, it's dry. But frying has a colloquial mm. uh, meaning to it, which is why yeah, we often frying means to oil, right? In my mind, uh, Generally. typically, however, it is um, because it has a connotation of like you get so heated or like you get so have so much heat applied that you basically um, get the effect of having fried something because it's a very hot kind of cooking, right? Mm-hmm. That's basically what frying is. And so I think colloquially, it's kind of like moved its way back so that even now Miriam Webson has an official definition of fry, third definition for it as a transitive verb, to damage or destroy an electrical device or circuitry by overheating, especially as a result of an unusually high voltage. Oh, okay. That, that's, so wait, so they added that third definition for I, electronics? Merriam-Webster, Merriam-Webster is more of a progressive dictionary. Oh. So like as things start entering common usage, they'll eventually like enshrine it officially in the huh. dictionaries. Okay. I, I dig it. I, I, well, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Like I fried my GPU. I mean, I hear somebody say, oh, I cooked my GPU. Uh, no, I don't think I could hear anybody being like, oh, man, I baked my GPU. Yeah, because like, again, like, there's, there's, language is not always about being super precise or technical. I like, mean, have you heard me? It's about, being, it's about being poetic, right? Or like a little bit more um, fancy. Like, you know, just have a little flourish on it. Like how if you sign your name, you just put like a little thing as opposed to just being like perfect cursive, right? So... <laughs> language is not okay. it can be can have some artistry to it <laughs> no i think if we're if we're talking like actual literal food prep as far as computers are concerned obviously <laughs> you fry either on the gpu or directly <laughs> on the cpu without the cooler and then you use just the general space inside the case to bake multi-purpose obviously it's like an instant pot, but <laughs> <laughs> or just a really, really expensive, like easy bake oven. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, sorry, no. There's like this multi-use oven that Panasonic makes. That's kind of like that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, is cheesecake one word or two words? Azaria is actually two, uh, one word. Well, okay, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. typo. <laughs> no, that's fine. Typos happen. Um, okay, two two more questions. I, I guess we're just on the food thing, so let's just go to another one. In front of the show, Liquid R. <laughs> What's your favorite way to consume potatoes that are not Tech Tech potatoes? Oh dear! <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Maybe yeah. Maybe should somebody should take a photo with Ian biting him biting a chip. So it's like a the human centipede of of chips. It's a oh, I wasn't gonna go that way. Oh, ugh. I was gonna actually say like chips, like a potatoception or something. But you had to make it weird. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> you're, you're, you're telling me that if Ian is a walking, talking potato edible yeah, to potato yeah, he's, he's, wouldn't literally, take a bite out of him? he's literally a tech tech potato i mean he does yeah he yeah uh yeah i'll bring this up with him next week too. <laughs> uh all right potatoes mc how do, how do you like him um i like to bake potatoes i like to bake red potatoes instead of the regular uh what my grandma calls irish potatoes oh fancy i'll take two of those a little bit of oil a little bit of salt a little bit of pepper put them in the oven for about 50 minutes and that's it butter sour like cream it. What it, putting mm-hmm. chive anything on it? A little bit of butter and then some uh, some of the, of the spice mix that I've got the the California pepper plant that I have mentioned before. They have a spice oh, rub, and yeah. I'll put a little bit on top of it. Ooh, yeah. Elena, potatoes. Oh man, it's so hard to choose. I love potatoes. I love starches. They're great. Um, but honestly, I think my favorite is my dad's version of like um, 
what do they call it? Uh, home fries? Mm, thick ass fries, yeah. My favorite. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Also how he does hash browns. My dad's a good cook, so I pretty much like how he prepares all of his <laughs> potato dishes. Okay, I like it. Willis, potatoes. All potatoes, man. All, all potatoes. All potatoes. I, I love potatoes. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, the, I'm the same way. Like, It's uh, hard to go wrong with potatoes. Well, I, I was yeah. trying to think, is there any way I don't like potatoes? Is there anything you could literally do to a potato that I wouldn't eat? Not cook it? <laughs> I, I, you know, I have tried that. I have. Tried, it's not good. I have tried that. Just it's, not, see what, yeah. it's not terrible. Like, chop them up and make sure they're clean. A little bit of raw. It's got a nice, uh, nice crunch to it. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's got a snap. Like it, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, doesn't it taste like dirt though? Uh, fermented. That's my downside. No, you eat the inside of it. You okay, don't fermented. The, the is that a real thing? Cooks. Uh, no. Oh, okay. there, there's like like Asian sure style potato salad it. that's in that. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say yes. Okay. In Pickle that potato. in that case, fermented. Yeah. Then I would not do it. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. No. Uh, boiled mashed uh, stick boiled in the mashed. stew. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but do we love potatoes around here? Potato, um, vodka, potato salad. <laughs> and, Maybe that's not a favorite for me. Well, no, I reckon. Uh, uh, yeah, um, and tech, tech potato. Uh, that's who I voted for as my favorite potato. There you go. <laughs> uh, last, last question. We'll get out of here. Not food related, but also kind of fun. Uh, friend of the uh, friend of the show, uh, pester the jester, jester the pester, whatever we're calling him now. Uh, <laughs> if your friends or family held an intervention for you. What would be the reason? No need for a serious answer. Elena, if your friends held an intervention for you, what would it be? We're getting serious here now. <laughs> you oh, can speak no. quietly into the microphone. There's a lot of reasons why they would want to hold an intervention. That's the problem. Okay. How do I choose Elena, one? Elena, you're saving too much money. Spend your no, money. No, it'd be more like, <laughs> Elena, you have... 14 different red lipsticks already. Maybe you should just finally give up the, the search. Like, you're never going to find that magical shade you're looking for. Yes, I can see that they're different. That one's an orange red. That one's a blue red. That one's a true red. <laughs> but none of them are the one you want. So maybe you should just, like, quit while you're ahead. Uh, Liquidar, how's it going? Uh, Elena, do you really need that many monitors? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> You try testing on four different PCs and tell me how many monitors you need. Uh, MC, what's the uh, what would what would people come talk to you about? Um, for the thing that I'm willing to admit in front of a live audience, it would probably be uh, Legos, just high end Lego sets. Uh, Michael, have, I'm Mike, already Michael, to the point where Michael, I cannot display do you need them all. that. Do you need another Lego set, Michael? Yes, he does. Objectively, no, I don't. I don't care. I like putting them together. <laughs> Yes, uh, it's worth six hundred dollars for this latest whatever they put up together. Obviously, uh, obviously, eleven thousand pieces. Yeah, uh, Elena, did you finish your uh, NES Lego set? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. It's too painful to bring back <laughs> topics. Uh, Mike, do you need another custom keyboard? No, I just finished my latest one. I won't need one for like three months. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, you you get to review them. You know, you have a lot of and keyboards because you're reviewing them. Wait, do you have a lot of keyboards because you review them, or do you review them because you have a lot of keyboards? 
That's a chicken and egg question. There's no correct answer. But the, the the true tragedy of my job is that as much as I love keyboards and as much time and money as I spend building my own, I almost never get to actually use them because I have to use everybody else's keyboards to tell you if they're good or not. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, here, here's a good one. I like this from uh, The Vapors. First world problems. Uh, the Vapors. Do you really need that many audio plugins? Do you really need that many plugins? Uh, what about you, Yeah. Uh, be like, Adam. Adam. Do you need another handheld gaming device? How many how many handheld devices are in that drawer? Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> That's actually super spot on. Yeah, actually, I lock pockets. Three hundred fifty dollars. I was in a meeting yesterday. No, no joke. I was in a meeting yesterday, uh, and and somebody was like, "Oh, hey, uh, have you heard of the Steam Deck thing?" Uh, and literally on my desk, I had three. <laughs> I was like, nope, never Maybe. heard of it. Three. Maybe. Here, let me let me just juggle them in front of the camera yeah. for you. Oh, here we go. Uh, 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 Willis. 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 Uh, so do you need any more teas? <laughs> So we, we get we my partner and I we we buy a lot of teas uh, as as a collection t shirts or tea tea, tea tea brewing tea brewing tea brewing okay. tea so we we buy a lot of tea everywhere we go we bought a lot in Germany as well so it's just like Willis oh. Willis do you need more tea Willis do you, do you really tea? need more tea, <laughs> need more tea? <laughs> are you gonna drink are you gonna drink this tea before it goes uh... we have a whole like half a shelf dedicated to just teas <laughs> <laughs> nice okay well. I- but do you drink them? Yes. yes. Okay. But very slowly. <laughs> very slowly. I heard that as cheese. Oh, cheese. <laughs> do you need more cheese? Willis, Willis do you like, need more cheese? I was like, how can you not have an, like, how can you not want to buy a new cheese to try? Like, that's absolutely justifiable. I, I, I will say, though, out of all the things that we've mentioned, well, I don't, I don't know. What's the average price for a lipstick, Elena? I mean, how much do you want to pay? Uh, what's the, <laughs> Elena, what's the average price of a lipstick that you buy? List price or what I actually pay? <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm, okay, what I'm, the question I'm really trying to answer is it more or less than buying tea? Uh, more than buying tea, I would say, unless oh, okay. it's like really fancy rare tea. So at least tea has, at least tea is the, the least, uh, you know, uh, like the thing that costs the least out of all the things that we mentioned. Oh, so. I mean, they can cost up to about $13, $15 for 100 grams, so, you know, it, it adds oh, up. Oh, you weigh by the gram. Okay. The, oh. It adds up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, okay. Things that make it sound like drug, that Willis has a drug problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad like, I wasn't the one who said it. Oh, man, they I'm, put them yeah. in a baggie, you know. So, oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> I gotta go to the tea store. Wait out by the cram. You did put wait for me when we were at uh, LTX. <laughs> you, you, you know, we went to Granville Island, and I, I went to this tea station. Oh, we a, you're right. We yes. bought a bunch. I we, bought a bunch did. of tea. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think you did that before we met up with you. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. No, you're you're right. I did. Th- it was actually a cool little cool little booth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, one more question I, I saw uh, coming here, uh, just because it's a little topical. Uh, Call Dragonborn asks. Uh, any off-the-top thoughts about Froar Systems Airjet cooling? It seems so cool for handhelds. Yes, and yes. Uh, if, you, if you didn't notice, uh, we, we put up a video uh, recently. We, we were able to go down to the Froar uh, labs, or I guess offices down here uh, in the, the Bay Area. So it was a just quick quick little jump. Uh, I went there with uh, Macworld's own Roman Loyola. Uh, love Roman. Ooh. Talked about him maybe getting him on the show uh, sometime. He's been I on love the show Roman. before. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, yeah, anyway, uh, 
yes i i i, I love uh anytime Fror has a new air jet thing to show off yes handhelds are the thing that i'm like when are you going to be putting this in a handheld? When are you going to be putting this in a handheld? Uh, they, they hear they hear it. I, not only do I say it, uh, a lot of people say that in the comments as well. Um, yeah, I think at this point where I'm at, though, like it, it has been fun, you know, starting to see this at CES uh, earlier this year and kind of seeing the evolution of the... Uh, I like seeing that the engineering team is like constantly like, oh, okay, well, we have this air jet system you know how how can we apply it to different electronic devices but not only that how can we actually introduce different ways of cooling with the air jet uh watch the video i'm not going to spoil uh you know or go into depth here but i think also at this point though and uh you know i i kind of had told them they're like they, they need more products out you know uh, they have that that one um Zotac uh, mini PC, which is actually hard to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ha- have heard that uh, they they are coming out. I do want to buy one. Uh, some people in the in the the our Discord were talking about, um, like oh hey they want to get one too. And I did ask for they don't know. I mean it's a Zotac product, um, but it sounds like they're they're busy filling B two B orders before they they offer more uh, consumer oriented order so hopefully get our hands on it soon but i mean ultimately for me it's like i I love going see the demos talking to the team but they just need more they need more out there they need more devices more actual official stuff out there and i mean they obviously they feel the same way too um but yeah i I just i want to see it in shipping products more so uh cool stuff i think it's i think it's worth pointing out that the solid state cooling is so cool and such a huge leap forward uh obviously we want to see it in more stuff but it requires a whole new way of thinking about these products, like a For huge sure. jump as far as the engineering is concerned. We're talking like a shift from uh, hard drives to solid state drives and how like they fit into everything that we build. That's that's the kind of thinking that we have to adjust for here. So it's going to take some time. Oh, definitely. And it also depends on the industry, too. I mean, one of the things they, they talked about loving working with Zotac is that they were able to you know work with the team and, and get out a product like that. Whereas uh, I remember I was like, oh, hey, you know, you should reach out to Canon because they got they got cameras that overheat. That would be awesome. And then I was like, oh, wait, uh, you want to talk about a, ca- a company that's going to s- move at molasses pace? Uh, Canon is probably high up on that list. Like, yeah, even if they worked started working on it last year, it's not you're not actually going to see it in a product till like 10 years from now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not just them. It's also the uh, uh, what the have magnus just asked have you tried scented thermal paste <laughs> what <laughs> what, what kind of scent <laughs> uh, hey I, I will say uh willis made fun of me when i did a video rog ally or i do <laughs> like one of the things i love doing is smelling a handheld when i you know when i'm first using it i like to just smell what that vent is coming out he, he whiffs it i do <laughs> i yeah whiff. i'm not the only one i'm not the only one <laughs> the, the, wait, wait is this the equivalent of a new car smell for you yeah yeah and, and each of them have a different smell too it's not just oh oh just generic electronics there there is a there is a distinct smell to all the handhelds wow. uh you know well i really learned something new about one of my colleagues <laughs> i you know i i, I yeah i there's something about it I, I like doing it and now the idea of could you actually have a scented uh thermal paste i don't know if that exists but you know what you're right i need to let's shut this off i need to go uh hurry and and mail this idea to myself so i can say i have the trademark trademark oh my god here we go if anyone wants to invest uh in my company of scented thermal paste uh i yeah 
uh, I will get in on that action. You can get a large cut of the Enterprise. <laughs> I don't know what it, we need. It we need a catchy name. Any any quick names off the top of the head? I'm not good at that. Alina. No, I'm bad oh. at names. You oh, okay. want Brad on that? Case. Yeah, yeah. He's he's really good. Mm. But I'm laughing because I'm like, oh. Adam is the reason why we have Prop 65 warnings on everything. <laughs> and then Davina, Davina in chat was like, they'll need a new California sticker warning. <laughs> Wait, I, thought, yeah. I thought Prop 65 was for uh, pregnant ladies. No? Was that, oh, it's I just, it's a, it's, a, it's a notice to let you know that there are potential like hazardous materials in a product. Oh. Mm. Basically, and the warning is that these are substances known to cre- create problems for people who are vulnerable, like pregnant pregnant women mm-hmm. which oh, got it. on okay. the sticker i think yeah. well i guess i guess so, i so, never read the sticker so, so the sticker <laughs> will be will just be adam silhouette just sniffing on, on yeah, yeah. Anything, no, consoles this, and whatnot. this this guy <laughs> don't do what this guy's doing uh, <laughs> uh also Ma- magnus says apple scented thermal paste exists in japan what? okay oh. yeah i need to import okay. this hot import item uh apple so if time. you have a link Please email it to me or send it on Discord. Yes. We we might. To Computex, you're just going to make a stop in Japan. (laughs) You get your sentient thermal paste. There you go. Okay. Okay. Last question. Last question. Last question. We'll get out here. If you had a sentient thermal paste, what would it be, Elena? Oh no! Okay. You if you get to, to pick any, you gotta come to me later because I I don't think that well. Okay. MC, MC, if there is 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 there a scent that you'd be like, mm, that's what I want to smell when I turn my computer um, on. When I when I buy the scents like for my house and the little plug-in things, okay. I always get the laundry scented one. So I guess I go with that. Oh, like a really like, weird coming out of my computer, but okay. Like a, a, a <laughs> like a like a, a clothes on a, a line, like yeah, that kind of fresh clothing scent. Yeah. All right, Willis, if you could have a scent off top of your head, cheesecake, obviously cheesecake. <laughs> yes, yeah. And would you would I call it a pie scent? Uh, <laughs> cheesecake slash pie scent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And mine would be. The scent of a steam deck. <laughs> I want my tower to smell like a steam deck. Uh, wow. Yeah, no, wow. And what think, does okay. a steam deck smell like, Adam? You'll have to buy my thermal paste to, to see. <laughs> I think I would choose like almond, like oh. an almond scent. Like at the Jurgens has this like cherry almond scent that like I really used to like. Um, or lemon scented. I'm a big fan of lemon scented mm-hmm. kitchen soap. Okay. I think I could extend that to my PC as well. well maybe I'll put those on my my, my first uh, introductory line. Uh, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, fr- mm-hmm. fresh scent, uh, <laughs> uh, lemon scent, cheesecake, cheesecake scent, <laughs> and steam deck scent. That's going to be Somebody my launch. Bacon. <laughs> Lewis Law and Chat suggested sure. bacon. Bacon. Magic marker scent. Al Pacino scent. Scent of a oh. steam deck. No. Do you all remember those Fried like, scented markers that we had in like elementary school? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you could see just how far you could stick it up your nose without actually drawing it. <laughs> uh, or maybe that was just me. Uh, okay. 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 We should wrap it up. We should wrap it up. Uh, check back next week for your fix of PC talk uh, here on the full nerd to listen to us on the go. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple podcasts, uh, Spotify, YouTube music, pocket cast, or wherever you can point this RSS feed to. If you are using one of those uh, 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 options, um, please rate and review us. I, I know that pocket cast actually just started uh, allowing uh, ratings of, of uh 
podcast. So please get us over there. Anytime you do, my company introduces a new scented thermal paste. <laughs> uh, and we, we need more options out there for sure. Uh, I want to thank Elena Yee for, for coming on the show, Elena. Elena, thank you for coming on. Did you really need to come on the show? I mean, didn't I? Yeah. Did you, I mean, you're collecting a lot of podcasts. Why don't you share it around? <laughs> uh, Michael, Michael Kreider, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Glad Especially last here. minute. Uh, yeah. Last minute we called him up. I was like, hey, hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Let's stop high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, th- thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, and thank you, uh, Willis, for staying awake after your, your hot uh, Vegas nights. <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, definitely go get some pie, get some mashed potatoes. Uh, not, not you know, all together at once, but you know, uh, get the get the potato first, and then and then the pie. <laughs> no, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye.